Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. And uh, in studio with me today, I've got my beautiful wife, Callie, and uh, Matt Nicholson, who is a candidate for Seymour Mayor, a current city council member. And we're going to come back and kind of talk to him about his uh, past and what has brought him to this point in his life and and his story of um, public service. And uh, we're excited with that. And Callie... um, We've had a we've had a good weekend, a long weekend. Yeah. Um, camped at the racetrack all weekend yeah. and uh, had some fun. And uh, Alan, I think, definitely had some fun yeah. and uh, got to watch some good races last night. So excited about that. And uh, we got to so, start school this week. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Back, yeah. Back to the real so, world. Yeah. Sundays uh, officially mean something way different than they did last week. <laughs> So let's uh, let's play our sponsors and come back and talk to Matt. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy. at extension 2447 or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc., They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore n underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Looking for a new tattoo? Looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art? There's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty from Ashes is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family friendly, so don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you when you stop by to get some ink. Check out all the artists' work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Crothersville, Indiana. And we are back. And like I said, we have with us uh, Seymour mayoral candidate, Matt Nicholson. So, Matt, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, like I said, excited to kind of hear your background. And I guess uh, I guess we'll start there. So, you know what? Public service is a tough road. It's a uh, it's a pretty thankless job. A lot of times. What has what what has made this your path? <laughs> so. I was blessed with a boss years ago that as a teenager, he encouraged me to go out and be involved in the community, you know, serve on boards, volunteer for stuff. And it just stuck. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I loved seeing what we could accomplish as a group and make the world better around us, or at least our little piece of it. And, you know, I, I love it. Uh, Kyle McIntosh down here in town, which I know you know well, and he always posts, you know, don't complain, make a change. And, yeah. and it's and it's so true. And even though, you know, I led into this um, – with the idea that it is difficult work to be a public servant but you're exactly right if no one else is going to come in from the outside to fix crothersville or seymour or wherever we're talking about 
it has to be us from the inside oh amen that's a and i'm sitting here looking around for you know listeners that don't know i see a blackhawks banner on the wall <laughs> which you know i'm a blackhawks fan so that works but not so much the bears <laughs> but i mean nobody's going to drive down sh- from chicago no. and fix seymour or fix crothers right. or jennings county well, right we've got to do it and i think sometimes some people they focus too much like on the national part i mean like and you know it's like well it kind of starts local i mean we can you know we may not be able i mean we can have our say on certain things um nationally but we can really have a big say on stuff locally within our town or county you know that and even i mean even statewide but i mean i think sometimes we focus too much on the bigger picture at least i think to where we can do we can we can change a lot locally if we instead of just complaining like you said and kind of volunteer and do that kind of stuff oh yeah no there, there's a million chances locally and it's our day-to-day lives here um, yeah you know the decision that a mayor makes is going to affect you tomorrow or you know three or four days from mm-hmm. now you know the decision the president makes is going to take six months just to even get to congress and then it's going to be another right. three years to be enacted so yeah that's what i always say you know and, and this isn't downplaying what the federal government does but whoever's in office and the president really doesn't affect my day-to-day life you know and and people can argue with me on that and yes it may affect my insurance a little bit or my tax code or whatever those things but as far as my day-to-day life and and enjoyment doesn't affect it but again those local city council members the people making decisions in your town for change that affects your day-to-day mm-hmm. life oh that definitely does and they're the easiest ones to get a hold of i mean uh, you oh know, yeah the, the line is always open to reach out to me and talk tell me what's going on in your neighborhood and what we need to fix and how we can do it better well and because you live here too yeah. uh, you know what i mean like i mean it's not like you know somebody in dc is making this decision for for me in crothersville indiana like i mean they're living here you know in your area so yeah they're close to home yeah so obviously you you ran for city council you've been on city council what what was the biggest learning curve of coming on as that you know that council member Uh, probably the biggest struggle for me coming on as a council member was figuring out how long it takes to do things you can't as a business owner i've wanted to jump in and you know hey let's do this let's get it done and you do those things and you change them tomorrow Mm -hmm. right as a council member you're working on projects that are two three four years out i mean right now we've got a project coming up that'll make a huge impact on seymour but the shovels won't hit the ground until 2024. Right. So there's, you know, we've got to make these decisions. We've got to make the design choices now. But in all reality, none of us could be in office by 2024. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's so, that's such a great point too, because when you look at politics, so many people say, you know, whoever's in office, well, look at what they did. Well, sometimes you don't even know what they're doing. Right. Until Because like you said, you may not be in office. I mean, and and it happened... Yeah. you're the ones that this group made the decision not the group you know in and that can play both yeah. ways Four that can be now. bad for the next yeah. guy in office it can yeah. be really it good can be really for the yeah, next guy yeah, in office right. and that's the thing coming off craig ludeman in 12 years i mean you know not that i agree with everything craig's done because we're human we don't always agree but in the course of it you do see the things that he's accomplished mm-hmm. and he's leaving right. us in a better place than where he started right uh, he, you can definitely see he had a vision for what he wanted to do yes and again agree disagree on certain points but he had a vision it wasn't mm-hmm. a scrambled idea of what was coming he wanted to to improve yeah definitely so and then what is what's one of the things you're most proud of that you guys have worked on with the city council 
So probably my biggest thing that I'm uh, that I would say is my pride and joy is getting to make the motion to accept a donation of the baby box that's at Station uh-huh. Three. Uh, the baby box at Station Three was rejected by another city. Uh, the young man Hunter Ward, I believe was his name, came to us and he gave the same sales pitch. And we listened to what he had to say. Our local Knights of Columbus stepped in and said, we will pay the monthly fee as long as it is in place. Mm-hmm. So as a city, it was, you know, I want to say a no-brainer because yeah. we didn't have any investment in it. Yeah. We didn't have to come up with the 10000 up front. And we ended up with a great asset to our community yeah. that the organization with their 800 number feels like is going to turn out to be one of their busier boxes because we're the farthest one south. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. also right off of I-65. So as time goes by, you know, I hope this is you hope it's never I hope used. It's never yeah. used. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I hope it is never used, but I am so glad that I was the one that got to make the motion to say, hey, let's do this. Yeah. Let's take it. And, you know, and I, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. When North Vernon first put theirs in and, you know, I said that to people, I said, I hope it's never used. And people would look at me almost cross-eyed like, yeah. but I don't. I right. hope it's never used, but I am so, so glad it is there as an if option is, yes exactly just as like the airbags yeah. in my truck i hope yeah. i never use my airbags but yep. i'm really glad they're there if yeah. i need them yep exactly so, yeah and it's that you know talking about that system it's such an amazing system you know to protect the parent or you know the guardian that may have to give up a child to make sure that the you know we've had these laws where you can drop it off at a mm-hmm. fire station police station without questions asked but this i think you know keeps them anonymous it really does gives make sure the proper care gets to that baby yeah from you know the the individuals that need to um and i agree i think it's i think we're going to see it used more and more and more and i i think it's sad that but i think we're you're right we're going to see it used and the other side that i didn't even think about going into it was the training that our firemen have now received okay that way if somebody does walk into one of the other two stations in seymour you know, they've all been trained now to understand, okay, this is exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. Versus the law that was thrown out there and not a lot of detail, some gray area. Yeah, yeah. It was just, I agree with that because people always say, well, we have this law, but, and not picking on lawmakers, but every lawmaker, it, it's, it is difficult to read the law and understand exactly what I'm supposed yeah. to, to pull out of it. So, Amen. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and I, you know, and again, it's one of those things where if it saves one life, one child's life, yeah. yes. it's it's worth every yeah. penny that it goes into. Yes, yes, it really is. So, and then, what are some of those those challenges that you guys have had on city council that you know maybe maybe you wish you could have gotten something else done or you know didn't happen? Those kind of things. So, one of the one of the struggles sometimes is getting something done that somebody doesn't necessarily like or not getting something done you know we we built a nice new park um great facility Mm -hmm. the location is questionable that's been the biggest part of the debate Mm -hmm. Uh, at this point though it's done yeah let's use it to the fullest of our advantage let's figure out how to keep it busy keep it active you know we're not going to tear it back down so let's use it and you can't move it yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's not going anywhere else so but with that though i mean we've got an overpass project that's coming uh, but it's been 20 years in the making yeah. So we will get there on that one. And honestly, it breaks ground at the end of this year, first part of next year. So we're really close on it. But it's just one of those pieces that I wish it had been able to be done four years ago. Mm-hmm. Because then people would start to get used to it already instead of the learning curve that we're going to have over the two years after it's built. 
Yeah. Um, you probably drive through a roundabout every day on the way to work. Oh, yeah. This yeah. project will include two by the time it's all said and done. Okay. So. And, you know, that's a, that's a funny topic that... It, and when you talk about some people don't like certain things, people are so emotional with some of those things. And I don't mean that in a bad way. They're very, very passionate about what yeah. it is, but it's, they almost, they get their emotions get involved so much that mm-hmm. they can't even separate that to do it. You know, I remember the first time, because I always thought prior to the DOT coming down and doing the study and, and presenting the information yeah. there at uh, North Vernon, I always thought this is just such a silly thing. And yeah. when they explained yeah. it of, you know, yes, the data says you'll have more accidents in a roundabout than what you will at a stoplight. Yeah. But they're at lower speeds. They're at non-fatal angles. And, you know, we're going to save lives. With yeah. This. The light clicked on for me yeah. and it was. Yeah. Perfect. It, it, and it makes I mean, like, because and I think that's something that I mean, obviously, like, you know, when we heard we're like, OK, I mean, like you said, the light clicked. I mean, because then you understand no it may i mean because it may cause more wrecks but obviously they're uh, fender benders they're not it will save lives they're not fatalities yes and that's you know that's another one of those it's just funny that because man when you say roundabout around here people oh yeah people yeah they get upset and And, it's and i get through those roundabouts well that that roundabout easier and faster now than when it was a stop sign yes which number one it was incredibly dangerous yes but I get through that faster and easier now than ever before. And yeah. better than what it would be if it was a stoplight. Exactly. Oh, yeah. The yes. flow of traffic continues. It does. Continues. I, I'm totally sold. That, on, yeah, on, the, on you know this side of North Vernon, it is, I mean, I think that that is a perfect place for that because of how busy it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the direction a lot of cars are going. Yeah, I mean, the times that we've gone through, I think it's... Yeah, and that was a, good. when that one was coming up, there was a piece from the DOT in Washington State. And that was the piece for me that sold me on it was when they talked about the, yes, there will be just as many accidents, but there'll be non-fatal accidents. Right. right. That whole article, yeah. and I've shared it probably 10,000 times at this point. And yes. it makes so much sense it, it does. when yes. you actually see that. Yeah. I mean, and, I and, get, you, and you look at it with an open mind. Yes. That's, exactly. That's yes. the other part. Yes. Um, you know, some people are, now I will say this. Some of the stuff up in Carmel and north of Indiana. Well, yes, that no. are the, That's what I was going to say. The interlocking. I, I don't can, even know what no. all goes on up there. I'm, I'm, I'm okay if it's the one lane. The two or you get three lanes going around there. I'm like, okay, which lane do I need to be in to go, you know, like whichever. So those and, get confusing just because I'm not obviously used to it. And and I'm sure there's good data for why that works yes. too, but I haven't found it yet. Because, well, yeah, and and where is it like, a, I mean, is it Carmel or, I mean, it's it's around in like the, you know, northern Indy or whatever that, I mean, like that's all they have. Oh yeah, yeah Carmel's went crazy. Is, it, is that what I, I mean? Because yeah. yeah, we've gone through different, and it's lights. yeah, it is like literally a million roundabouts everywhere. Well, but, and, and then the other side of it too, the same article, a roundabout saves you money in the long run, and that's one of those well, pieces that people versus don't a think stoplight. About. A stoplight, you've got annual repairs mm-hmm. on it, yeah. and you're going to continue to spend money on it. You know, a roundabout is going to cost you a little more. It's up just front, there, but over a couple of years, you're going to start saving. And like every time the power goes out, yeah. you've got to take away from your law enforcement force yep. to be out there and you got to traffic manage traffic. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, those are all the things that you don't think about either until you've done that job. And, oh you know, yeah. Um, so also talking about the park, and and I think you just had a great perception on that park. Um, it is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, um, it turned out great. Yeah, I think so. And. Yes, we can all sit here all day, but, you know, and that's another one where instead of complaining, mm-hmm. you know, like as Kyle would say, make a change, don't complain. It, it, great opportunity to go use it. It's there. Yeah. 
And again, well, I mean, we can all sit all day long and complain, or we could go use what we've we've been provided and yeah. make it the best that it can be. Yeah, definitely. And that's a that's one of the pieces for me. And and Kyle's a great example of that because you know stop complaining, go make a change in it. Yeah. I've got something that I want to introduce down the road that will create more events at the park. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It'll be you know minimal investment from the city, and really it's no investment from the city. It just depends on how you look at it. But it'll end up having that park used more and more and more by different groups. Right, right now, we're seeing Main Street use it yeah. um, six, seven times a year. Uh, we've got a church group that's used it once or twice. I mean, so it's getting some use. But even this year, it's probably less than 20 events total. Uh, one of the things I want to introduce, you know, come January is a way to build upon what we've already got and get people in that park yeah. using having concerts you know, using it for a church service, whatever right. their thing that they're doing there is, because we're really not picky about who's using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as somebody is in there using it, you know, we've got a great fitness court right there. Right. You know, uh, again, one of those pieces that maybe wouldn't have been my choice of how to spend that money, but it's getting used. People yeah. are enjoying it. I'm starting to see more pictures pop up on social media of people out using it. Yeah. So it's a, you know, let's use what we've got. And I think that's such an important piece for a politician. And Again, not talking the national scene because I think half of them's lost their mind. But, um, but, but as a politician, even when the decision doesn't go the way you maybe see it, what I appreciate is you're already looking at. Okay, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. We can all agree now. We've got it. Yeah. How do we maximize the use of instead of bashing it, crossing your yeah. arms, and and sitting there and saying I won't ever attend anything at that park because, yeah, you know, that's where you continue to move forward you know, your community. Yeah. And, and I think it's huge. And, um, you know, and I, I also think, like you just said, the big thing that people you always hear in, in these small towns is there's nothing to do around here. Yeah. There's nothing to do. There's yeah. nothing to do. Go, get out and go to this stuff. You yeah. know, yeah. We, enjoy we, it. We talked about your city council uh, mate, Sean Malone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Harmony Park. What an unbelievable Absolutely. place right there. What yeah. he's done with, I was with just Brooklyn there last Pizza night. Company. And yeah. yeah terrific location to be able to hang out and see things and live music here in this this community same thing with the park you know get out and see what local people are doing because there's some amazing stuff oh there, yeah. there's so much great stuff we've got you know music two three nights a week if you look around and sometimes two or three places in one oh night. yeah it's just a matter of going and finding what's yeah. going on um you know i know you guys are into dirt track you know i mean yeah it's a 10 minute drive to the dirt track yeah mm-hmm. versus driving you know 30 minutes one way and watching a movie I mean, yeah. there is lots to do. You just have to connect. There's a ton of local shops that are, I mean, yes. are popping up downtown and seem, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, I think that it's, it's doing awesome. Like it, you can mm-hmm. really tell in the last few years, you know, the growth and I mean, even like you said, the park, I mean, main street's really trying to do a whole lot, you know, with their mm-hmm. shops and stuff there with having different events. I mean, I think it's awesome. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I'll give props to Becky Shepman on that. She is doing a great job yeah. with main street. Mm-hmm. She is, you know, stores are coming downtown. I was talking to a new building owner the other day, and I won't throw his name out there because I don't know that it's really been announced, but he's he's bought a building, and his current plan will change the face of downtown a little bit. Awesome. We will have some stuff that suddenly, instead of coming down and going to one shop, you're parking and you're walking downtown. Yeah, and you can stop and get something to eat or, yep. you know, I mean, like... I mean, it, you've just got, you know, in that area there. And like you said, you can park and you can walk and hit multiple stores. Yeah, yeah it'll be, a, I mean, I think it's going to be, and I think he's got bigger plans than just the one piece he's working on now. I think his vision is two, three, four 
five years down the road. Okay. He'll have multiple buildings, multiple businesses that are up and running. Awesome. Things that I think Seymour people are going to want to see. Good. But that's the cool part about being on city council is you get in those conversations yeah. with mm-hmm. people and you, you get connected with what's going on. The hard part sometimes is that you can't talk. Yeah. Keeping it quiet. About yeah. It's secret. Yeah. It's, yeah. You, you want to let yeah. them have the moment of going, hey, I'm the one doing exactly. this. But I am so excited to see this gentleman step into our, our community. Right. Well, and you know, another thing, again, people say all the time is small town downtowns are dying. And again, Seymour is a great example where it's not. And that's what I encourage people. You know, yes. Is it convenient that we have Walmart and the big JC store and all of those things that are there? Yes. But instead of going and buying three shirts for $5 at Walmart, go to one of these boutiques. Stop in downtown and eat downtown somewhere, you know. We we try as much as possible, and that's not like me putting us on a pedestal. We still shop at Walmart, like oh, everyone. Yeah, we do yeah. too. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we love being able to go down to you know Bullwinkles or mm-hmm. Larison's, yes. and yeah. you know the record shop down there is like my favorite place. Yeah. Even, Walmart sells them now. Amazon sells them. It is easier to do that. I will agree, but for me. Being able to walk in there and keep that place open and be downtown is is really cool. So yeah. you know, if you want that downtown experience, you got to support it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, go do it. When you go look at the pictures of like even here in Crothersville, the downtown 60, 70 years ago, and people say, "Oh, I wish that was still like that." Well, you got to go shop at these places yeah. to keep them here. Yeah, you've got to support local if you're going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and being in small business for sixteen years, you know, I I fully get the support local thing. Yes. I've always joked it's the next bigger town. Crothersville shops with me. Mm-hmm. A lot of Seymour folks going up to Columbus. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's, it's a great that's, point. You're Whatever right. the next bigger town is, that's where it it's seems always, like that city goes. It's always better to. I mean, people sometimes think that it's better if I go to Seymour or Seymour if I go to Columbus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're exact. You're right. Yeah, and, and it's a crazy way that it works, but you know, I, I've been able to keep it going for 16 years. So yeah. And you know, I saw a, a meme on Facebook the other day, and it was so true, and it said. Uh, just remember Amazon won't sponsor your son's little league team. Yeah. And there was so much truth to that because, you know, and, and in the roles that we do in, in education and, you know, and you're trying to get out and you're trying to get sponsors for things. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon is not sending me any money. I've got to rely on my community people. And I think sometimes we have to remember, even with the ease and accessibility that, and, and price that some other places can give us, Right. We've got to lean. We've got to support our community members so that when we lean on them, they can help support us as well. Yeah, definitely. So as you uh, as you look ahead to running for mayor, and and this is and you've already ran a, a campaign for city council. Before we even get into like platform and what you're looking at, just the campaign piece. How much work is it just to get ready to <laughs> campaign? So I joked recently that it's pretty much a full time job. Um, you know, I do my normal job to mm-hmm. make a living still, but then I also spend a lot of time campaigning. It may be as simple as, you know, you're you're at an event or you're, you know, putting stuff out on social media. But then there's those days. I mean, I had a day a couple of weeks ago where it was four events in a day. Yeah. Started at six in the morning and didn't get done till eight o'clock at night. And it just, some days it can be exhausting. Other days, I mean, yesterday I, you know, attended two surprise birthday parties. So you can, yeah. you can have great days in there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and you'll have days that you don't have anything, yeah. but you do have a, a lot of mental 
extra stress, let's call it, going into right. campaign season. And that's another one, comparing local guys to the national guys. I know when they always talk about these presidential elections, and don't get me wrong, they're busy. And they're like, oh my gosh, look at the, look at the stress they have. They get whisked away from an event, put in a, a private plane or a private coach. <laughs> Somebody's planning it all for them. They're yeah. not driving it. <laughs> yeah. They're relaxing, eating the best food and going to the next event. You're driving yourself back and forth oh, everywhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I just pulled up so. in a Jeep with no doors and sides on it because, you know, that's what I like to do, right. drive. Right. You know, I, I'm running around. I'm still being me. I yeah. Mean, that's yeah. the, you know, my wife gets mad at me because I like to use the phrase that I'm still just mad. Well, I, I always will be. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to do the same things I enjoy doing. I've just learned a lot of political stuff, a lot of how to run a city over the last four years. And, you know, that's what I want to focus on. So let's get into just a little bit of that, you know, that platform and, and what you want to see. So obviously, like you said, coming off uh, Craig Ludeman here for the last 12 years and an opportunity to kind of, you know, not I'm not going to say take uh, the city in a different direction, but to accelerate what what he's built on, I think would be a good way to put it. So this was the only question that I've even remotely thought about since we talked originally about coming down here. <laughs> So the generic answer, public safety, infrastructure, and conservative values. Great, simple, but let's be realistic. That doesn't answer a question at all. <laughs> no. So public no, that's sa- your political answer. That's the political <laughs> right, answer. Right, there you right. go. <laughs> so, but if you break it down, though, public safety, obviously you've got police, fire, you know, ambulance services, things like mm-hmm. that. Some of that is controlled by the county. For us, police and fire is the huge piece of public safety. We've got to make sure our officers have what they need to do their job, you know, whether it means two new cars next year or you know for the year after that we got to make sure that we keep the funding where it needs to be to or the training that they need as the yeah. as the streets that, change yeah, that can be the other side of it too mm-hmm. and and that's the so we've got to take care of our officers fire department every five years we are reviewed uh, it's insurance service offices iso report and what they do is they rate our fire department seymour's uh, fire department is a rating of three which is actually one of the best in the country Wow. Very few cities reach a level three, and that really? saves citizens money on their insurance. Most oh, people awesome. will never know anything about that. It's yeah. one of those pieces that, you know, you don't ever hear about. Yeah. If they drop below that three, though, if they get down to a four or five, it can change our insurance rates as citizens. So we've got to focus on maintaining what they need. They're going to need a new ladder truck in the near future within the next year or two. Realistically, they're going to need a new station house. We have had a ton of retirees. They've been doing a great job of replacing those guys, but you know we've got to ma- maintain that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So public safety comes down to making sure those guys have what they need to do the job to the best of their ability. Right. Infrastructure. I truly believe that we can, without going out and adding a bunch of debt, that we can knock off $60 million in road repairs, road work in the next four years. It's kind of a huge number. Seems you know gigantic to me at times. But I think it's doable with the uh, grants that the city or the state offers. We can apply for those twice a year. Some years we'll get one, some years we'll get none. But, you know, let's stay at it. Yeah. Let's maintain what we're doing. Force them to say no. Exactly. Oh, yeah. If you don't ask, you never, you uh, never find out. 100%, yeah. So we can truly bring our roads up. But when you talk infrastructure in general, you're going to talk sewers. You know, we've got 150 miles of storm and sanitary sewer line in the city of Seymour. We've got a brand new interceptor that should come online very soon. I mean, there's a lot of pieces. Now, that new interceptor, though, is going to give us room for growth. Where we were kind of bogged down and there wasn't anywhere else for the toilet flush to go, 
we're catching up now. This will add room for us to expand as a city. It also goes hand in hand with the new road project that's part of the bypass and the overpass. So that'll be a good piece. And then, you know, obviously conservative values is pretty simple. I believe in incremental development. Instead of coming out and going, hey, let's build a $3 million this, let's come out and let's do this piece, which may be a million, million and a half, and maybe it is a $3 million project, but let's do the next one over here, and let's take the city as a whole and work our way up. Sorry, I'm talking with my hands. It doesn't help no, me by much. you're good. You're good. So, you know, let's keep adding, you know, think about it like a Lego castle. You know, keep adding a layer until the whole city rises. You know, as principal, I would assume that you look at every kid and you go, this kid can grow up and do whatever this kid wants to do. Mm -hmm. Now, realistically, we know sometimes it's not going to happen for every one of them. But if we can try to at least set everybody up to succeed, we're in a much better place than what we could be. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, that um, that's probably the best answer I've ever heard someone give. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I mean, especially like on the, the conservative values thing, because... When, when you started the platform and you, you gave us the, the political answer, that's always what what bugs me about some of those, you know, campaign ads. Conservative yeah. values. That's great as right. a slogan, but what does conservative values mean to you? Right. Because that yeah. can be totally different. Yeah. That's And so I appreciate that. And I love that idea of, you know, incremental growth. And, yeah. you know, let's not. And, and that, that forward thinking and planning ahead, which I think yes. is great as well, to where, hey, let's put a million dollars into this and but let's build it with it in mind that maybe we we expand it yeah two or three years down the road but let's also not throw three or four million dollars into something and then find out way we way oversold ourselves on yeah. what would be used to yeah no let's not leave it set empty let's not do a four million dollar project that sets empty for five years because we didn't have the capacity to make it work mm -hmm. right but if we can spend two million dollars on that project not necessarily run it to full capacity at that point, but get it closer. Then we can expand on it later, right. possibly. Or, you know, I mean, in that fire truck was a great example because, you know, we're looking at a million and a half to replace a fire truck. Can we do it this year? No, it's not in the budget. Can we make sure it's in the budget next year or the year after? We've just got to plan ahead and be ready yeah. for those. Yeah. You know, and that's another one. And I know you, you said the $60 million on, on the uh, road projects. And I know when you're sitting at home, and, and I get it as a citizen, and we're all looking at our own check stubs, and we're looking at our bank accounts and what we pay, those numbers are astronomical. But it's what it takes. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. just like that. Mm -hmm. The technology that's in those ladder trucks now and, and what it costs to, to produce those – a million and a half is is what it is and yeah. I, I know you know sometimes when we do building projects at the schools and yeah. things and people are frustrated and and we're like it it is what it is i mean i hate to just say yeah. it like that but that's what it costs we yeah. didn't get nobody's coming in and and you know gouging us on the price yeah that's what everybody it's no, what it? you're probably going out for multiple bids when you do stuff absolutely like I mean, right you have to depending on what the project is and it's just it's what it comes in a lot of times we'll choose the lowest one or the second lowest yeah. depending on you know sometimes you'll look at the history of those that are building yeah mm -hmm. and that's just part of the process and, it, and that is a frustrating part as a council members when somebody looks at you and says i don't think you did your homework on this now i've probably been doing homework on it for two years before yeah. we finally had a public vote well and you know the thing i think too is I mean, like, especially when you're talking about, like, the public safety, you know, the fire truck and the ambulance. I mean, like, all of the technology and stuff that goes into that. I mean, obviously, you've got to kind of keep up with the times. I mean, like, 
I want, I mean, if, if my house was burning down, I would want, I mean, the best fire truck we could afford, Yeah. you know, that the city could afford. I mean, and I think, and same thing with an ambulance, you know, all the stuff that goes, I mean, it's like, I think until you're almost in that situation, you know, you think, oh my gosh, why would they spend that amount? But if they're pulling down my lane, you know, and put, I, you know, I'm going to be like, I'm glad that they did. Yeah. No. I, I mean, so, I mean, I think that that's something to think about too. Yeah. No. And that's a, you know, the, when they're pulling into your lane and trying to save what they can of your property, right. right. You definitely want the biggest, uh, not bang for your buck, but it is, it's bang it, yeah. for your yeah. buck. You want, you, I mean, obviously I don't want to, you know, spend so much to put us like in weight, you know, but like I said, what, whatever we could afford, you know, as a city or as, you know, that community, I mean, I think that that's. Well, you know, for us, we don't need a ladder truck that can reach a 10 story building. I don't know if they make such a thing. Right. Right. But we do have a five story building in town. Mm -hmm. Right. We've got to make sure we can serve that building as well as the others. And, you know, another thing that I thought was great when you talked about the fire truck, which is. Sometimes I think I, I sometimes think as public servants, and this is even in us in education, I think we make a mistake of trying to simplify what we're telling people. And when we simplify it, they put on the blinders and we miss because when you brought up the ISO um, insurance survey, you know, to rate the fire departments, well, that's a no brainer to me. Then I don't want you to go buy a used a cheap one, right? Yeah. Five hundred thousand dollar fire truck, <laughs> which in the end. Yeah, you're not spending the extra million dollars of the city's money, which I understand comes in from my tax from the taxes of the citizens. But I also don't want my house insurance bill to go up because that's directly coming yeah, out of my pocket. Absolutely. That hits you right at home. Versus, so that's a great yeah. example of how some of this stuff does affect day to day at home. Yeah. And like you said, how much planning goes into it. You're not coming in and saying, you know what? I think we need a fire truck today. And so, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, I mean, it's, it's years in advance and we try and budget for it and Mm -hmm. we know that it's coming and we need one and, you know, those kind of situations. And so again, you're, you're budgeting and planning year, you know, at least a year or two or more or more yeah ahead of time i mean depending on the project or or whatever it is obviously well and uh, and i'm gonna use trash trucks as my example on that one when we bought trash trucks several years ago 10 years ago almost they told us 10 years and now we've got two trash trucks that really need to move on and we need to replace them Mm -hmm. which we finally get to thanks to some support from a vw um, settlement i think is what it would actually be called but vw got hit for something and part of their settlement was they would help pay for vehicles so as a city we can apply for this and that's going to help us pay for at least one if not both of the fire or the trash trucks that are coming out right and on things like that too people say you know they'll see that trash truck going down the street and go there's nothing wrong with that what they don't see is when it's not on the road and the Mm -hmm. cost to maintain it and the cost that gets sunk back into it at some point it's the law of diminishing returns oh yeah you're sinking so much in it we need to go and get something new well and let's just take the the side of it out on what we're spending on the truck repairs themselves let's talk about the human piece of that because if every time that truck is down suddenly there's three guys out there trying to take care of that truck's route oh yeah Uh, during make seymour shine this year i went out and rode on the back of trash truck it is not an easy job no it is a very sobering moment when the guys look at you on the drive out to the first stop and say you will throw up today really don't even think about that in the course of you know hey i'll come do this and suddenly you're going oh great here we go what did i get myself into Uh, exactly i got lucky and we were doing yard waste type stuff not normal trash. trash so you know i made it through knock on wood without throwing up 
Oh my gosh. I'm sure if they ever get another chance, I'll end up throwing up because I say that. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, that that was one of those pieces though. And you know, Dustin, you can laugh at this one because I will. That was one of the funnest things though to do. I've been out with so many different crews riding on the back of that trash truck. Yeah. It's like a childhood dream. Oh you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. you see those guys go by and you go, man, that looks so much fun. They're just riding on the back. And it is for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Until you got to jump off and throw it in. <laughs> exactly. Jump off and you're grabbing stuff and there's a picture floating around of me throwing a toilet in the back of a trash truck. You know? Oh I mean, gosh. It's just, but that's, to me, that's how you also learn. You go out, you mm-hmm. meet with people, you talk to the boots on the ground. Yeah. You learn from them. You know, and that's something when I took over as principal last year, you know, in the first semester, I picked two different students, one who was a, you know, in, in most of our AP, ACP classes, and, and I shadowed them. Mm-hmm. I, I, they met me in the office at about 7.50 that morning, and I followed them to every class. I did the homework that they had when they were in class, took the test they took, ate lunch in the cafeteria with them, told all my staff, do not call me by Mr. Roller, call me Dustin the whole day. Um, and told my admin team, I'm, I'm off the clock. I mean, you, yeah. unless the, there is a major, major catastrophe, don't, don't call me. Then the second nine weeks I went with a student who goes to our career center and mm-hmm. I rode the bus to the career center yeah. and the kids were like, why are you not just driving yourself? And I'm like, because that's not what you guys get to do. Yeah. If you guys got to drive every day, I would, but we don't let you. So I'm going to experience it the way you guys do and, and got to go over and do that with them. And, and you're exactly right. It is a. I don't know that we can always understand it. And I've told my teachers this and I've encouraged them this year. I've told them I'll, I'll pay for a sub if you want to go shadow a kid. Yeah. I was never as exhausted as those days that I did that. And people say, why you're busy all day. And I said, you're right, but I control my day. Even when I'm busy, when it's crazy, I can pull away for five minutes and, and walk around the building and come back in and kind of reset myself. I can go get a drink. I can go use the restroom. I said everything was so controlled and it was so here, 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 here. Now this, I said, when I got home, my head was still spinning because I had no control over my day. And I said, I never thought about what that did to kids until I went back in and did it again. Because it's been a long time since we've been in those shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's awesome that you're willing to do that. And, and it it is a, a, I can imagine, but it is a crazy thought to think even going to work. And I'm sure those guys build up a, a tolerance, tolerance to yeah, it in a way. They do, but, I'm sure. But to think I may puke today at work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't wake up and think that. No. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I've grown up being a bicycle racer and, you know, I might have thrown up off the side of a bicycle a time or two in my life and kept going. Right. But never thought of it as a day on the day on the job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, just part of the job. Yeah, yeah it's just, part of the job. Okay, I could this imagine, is like, be bad. I could just imagine. I mean, obviously, like if it was me and they're like, "You're going to throw up today," I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, because that never even crossed my mind. I mean, like I would have, no. you know, like I see the trash, you know, the guys riding on the trash truck. You know, like I never think, I never think about that. But but you I'm think sh- about Arcan sometimes in the I summer. I know you're right. When they sat out here and exactly. you open them, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh yeah, and that's no. what they're doing all day long. I know, I know, all day long. Yeah. So that, I mean, and that goes back to that automated trash truck, though. <laughs> you know, the guy's in the cab. Yes, the air conditioning's running. He's sticking the arm out, throwing the trash yeah. in the back. He's done. But that trash truck goes down, which it does a lot now. Yeah. Suddenly, you've got three guys out there, two of them on the back of that truck, that are having to throw those cans into the back <laughs> how of the do, truck. How does the guy get to be the driver? <laughs> he, like, pulls straws or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rotate. hoping seniority, at least, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, and the funny part of it was, was so I went out with the sewer department about a month before I went out with the trash guys, and 
when I went out with them, we did a couple things that caught me completely off guard. We took a beaver dam out. I would. It, it has to happen, but yeah, I never thought of. Yeah. I wouldn't if I had a beaver dam. I wouldn't think the sewer department would come and do yeah. that. And it, well, and this one was on city property, so I mean, it was. But yeah. it still wasn't one of those things I expected to go right. do that oh, yeah. day. And then the other thing that they told me though, which we changed a, a pump and a lift station. Um, we've got thirty nine, I think it is, lift stations in Seymour, and they change about three hundred pumps a year. Wow! This wow. is a half day to a full day job, depending on how well it goes. But we're out there changing this pump. One of the things they told me when we got back to the plant during lunch was, don't step in this. You can only imagine. I managed not to step in it all day. And they warned me, if you step in it, you're probably going to want to throw your boots away because it'll take a long time for the smell to go away. Oh, gosh. So I made it the whole day without stepping in it. Jumped in that trash truck and drove to the dump, and I think I stepped in it. (laughs) And they were right. I pretty much wanted to throw my boots away after it. Yeah. Gosh. So, and as you look ahead, I, I I think that's that's so amazing. And again, I appreciate you, you know, and I'm not knocking any other candidates that do it, you know, whatever your path is. But I appreciate you didn't just come out and say, I'm running for mayor. You no. know, you have, you've put this time in a city council. Right. You've put the time in to work to learn um, what all these jobs are. And that's vital. I mean, even as a city council member, I think that's vital because you're going to make decisions. And, you know, I, I laugh sometimes when I see some of these city council meetings or notes. And, you know, we're talking about they're arguing over whether they're going to help the, the trash crew or the sewer department, you know, with a quarter an hour raise or helping their insurance come down or what they're doing. And they're arguing. And I always think you got to go work a day with them. Oh, and yeah. maybe that quarter, yeah. it'd be a lot easier to vote through. And again, I understand mm-hmm. there's still budgets and things behind them. But right. I'm like, if yeah. you've never really seen what they do yeah. or what they're dealing with. It changes your perspective. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to what you said with the police and seeing what they have and what, what they need and the fire department, that when you experience that firsthand, it's a lot harder to walk in and, and disagree. Right. Yeah. Or it opens that great conversation with that department saying, okay, I agree we have a problem, but maybe we can do something more efficiently instead of spending this money. But you have that homework and background. Right, right. Well, no, and that's exactly it. I think when you both step up to the table and you have firsthand knowledge, and, and mind you, my firsthand knowledge most of the time is four to eight hours worth of a shift. It's not, you know, I'm not doing it day Absolutely. to day. Right, right, right. But I've still seen what goes on in their world. I know at the end of the day for the sewer department, there's a good chance if they've got extra time, they're going out and cleaning storm sewer grates. Why? Because it might rain tomorrow. Yeah. Everybody wants to quickly go, oh, well, they're just leaning on a broom at the end of the day. No, that's not how it works. I mean, they're still doing something, trying to finish the day. And 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 in that situation, that's another one, kind of like Callie with that. Everybody who drives by and goes, look, they're just, they're just out messing around Mess with the broom. Mess around it. Yep. Until that pump. storm sewer drain is blocked and your business or your house, the water backs up in it because they yeah. didn't have the until it's that time day. to come and sweep that yeah, out. Yeah, until they, they can't, get it done. Because they can't do the whole city in, in a day. No. You, you know, like if it's going to storm tomorrow, you know, you got a big rain coming in. They, they've got to, again, kind of plan for it and... Mm-hmm. And I mean, use that time. I'd rather use that time to do that than just sit there twiddling their thumbs. I mean, and I think that with you going to, you know, shadow and kind of do some of these jobs with them, I think that it it makes it easier 
I would think to kind of almost sympathize with them like like you said yeah I'm only doing one day's worth or a shift or whatever but you know when they say you know all this stuff that they've had to do yeah you've seen maybe not that exact job but you're like well I can see where they've had to have done that Mm -hmm. you know or or that kind of thing so I mean I think that that puts it into perspective it really does put it into perspective I mean uh you know my night my most recent night riding with the police department it was a rainy night people really weren't out they didn't have a lot of calls but we spent four hours checking doors. I mean, you know, you think back to the Barney Fife days of, you know, law enforcement. Somebody walked down the street and pulled on your door. If it was unlocked, you got a phone call. We still have guys that do that in between calls. And it's pretty amazing when you yeah. look around and realize that, you know, these guys are doing a job that most people will never realize. Mm-hmm. They don't brag about it on social media. Right. I mean, it's just one of those pieces where you suddenly go, wow, this is, this is day-to-day for these guys. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you this, too, because this is something we always hear here in small towns. And, you know, people always say, we got to do more for the kids. We got to offer more for the kids. They, they got to have things to, to keep the kids out of trouble. As a mayor in Seymour, if you have that opportunity, how do you think you attack that problem to engage the, the youth more? I think you start by doing what you just said. You engage them. So there are mayor's youth advisory councils out there. Uh, and I'm going to totally forget the name of the town, but the, one of the towns up north, I was talking to their mayor at an event last year. He's got eight kids from the local high school that are part of his advisory board. They get together once a month, a lot like a city council meeting, and he goes through what's going on in the city and then asks them for their feedback. That's give, cool. Give the kids a chance to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, And I joke that I, one of the big things for me is that I want to see Seymour be the place that my kids are willing to grow and raise a family right will they i don't know but if i try then maybe that makes it better for everybody else's kids too yeah yeah so i mean it's not just my kids that i'm thinking about in this it's everybody's yeah but when we do this they've got to have a an invested piece of it you can't just look at a kid and go hey you're going to do this and you're going to like it because we were all kids once we know how well that worked <laughs> yeah get them involved and i think that's i think that's vital and i agree 100 percent. i find it funny sometimes when we as adults say, because we're always five years behind what they are, and we say, you know, they need a skate park. And then we go build a skate park. And nothing against skate parks. Some get used a ton. Yeah. yeah. But then we design it. We decide what it's going to look like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we sit there and we go, why, why aren't they using this? Yeah. yeah. Because it's not what they wanted. They didn't want that. So, yeah. again, before you go and try to do something, again, talk to them. And I'll be honest, I got the opportunity to do a uh, training at Cummins. Um, Six Sigma training and it it changed my whole perspective of public service because all they talked about in that training was your customer your customer your customer and I get it I, like when I walked down I'm like I get it Cummins you yeah you need people to buy diesel engines like I get that mm-hmm. but by the end of it it totally changed my perspective of the kids I work with because I said these are our customers yeah if we're not talking to them and finding out you mm-hmm. know what's what works for them what doesn't if we're not hearing that feedback we're just shooting blind and it's it's so true there too you know as a city let's ask what what would excite you guys what could we do that would be amazing and you know what we might find out is it's probably not as big of a thing as what we as adults think it is usually it's not and that's the cool part is some of them are gonna you know stick you throw it against the wall see what happens some of them will hang some of them won't Um, you know if you want to use the military phrase run a flagpole see who salutes I mean, it's just a simple get people involved. Yeah. And that's been one of the cool things over the course of the last three months of campaign 
I joked that I was going to take two weeks off, which lasted about two days. <laughs> In the course of this, though, I've got more people now reaching out and going, Matt, how do I get connected? My first question is, what's your passion? You know, if you're passionate about kids, if you're passionate about sports, you know, what is it that really that you want to be connected to? Mm-hmm. Because then I can help them connect to the organization right. or the board on the city side. You know, there's a lot of areas that the mayor can help people be a part of our community. And the more people that are a part of our community and connected, the better off we are. I think that's a great point, too. And I I know people will probably cringe when I say this, but I think another really valuable thing, you know, if you are passionate about your community and you want to see change, go find out when your local city council meetings are. Go find out when your county council meetings are and and go attend those. And, and, you know, it's it's even amazing to me. And I haven't been able to do it as much in the last year, but I've I've went to some some Crothersville town Mm -hmm. council meetings here and you walk in and you're like, wait a second so that's what the what you were thinking here and if you're not informed on it there's no way to give that feedback and you end up like you said you know with a project that's done and you're like why did this ever happen well we've been talking about for four years and council meetings would have loved feedback or a different viewpoint you know it's like i always joke with my secretaries at school i say i always send them things and say you got to look at this i've stared at this for two days and I know there's a thousand mistakes in here, but I can't see them anymore because I've just glossed over and it yeah. all looks good. But it's that same kind of thing. They need that public. You guys need that public input. Yeah, you've got to have public input. Got to be part of the process. So, and that's one of the things that I was I was reading a report today. So my my youngest daughter had a swim meet, and I'm sure you can relate. You set and you do these things, and you've got a lot of time to kill. So I'm reading this project that's going to happen in Seymour. And as I'm reading through it, one of the pieces that I'm starting to see appear more and more in these projects is community input. Not just the catchphrase version of it, but here is our plan for how we get the community to talk about this project, give us their feedback, work from their wants and needs, as well as the city's wants and needs. And that's what we've got to do on any project, is, is go ahead and take that little extra time host a couple public meetings, show up to those meetings, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. It's not a hard thing to do. Yes, they're not always scheduled at the best times. And they're not always the most exciting thing. I mean, no, I'm sometimes not, they're yeah. boring. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I, I go to almost every school board meeting we have. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's sometimes I'm sitting there, especially when Thursday night football starts up, that I'm sitting there going, <laughs> guys, we got to go, man. I want to go and watch the game. But it's also important to be there and be informed yeah. because a lot of times when you find out about it and you're shocked and you're upset, it's too far gone oh, to yeah. pull back the reins. Mm-hmm. So be informed, be involved. And also, you know, I'm sure as a council member, and this may be something you don't even want to kind of say, but I'll kind of say it in the sense that I know you're going to listen to any, any community member that comes to you. Amen. Yeah. But that open dialogue and conversation of feedback is probably going to be a lot more valuable to you from someone who's come to meetings that has heard what you guys have done and has that knowledge. Now, if I just come to you and I'm just mad, you're probably going to do more of trying to inform me and, and, and educate me on what the project right. is. If you've said, seen me sitting there at a city council meeting every time, okay, now you, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah we can have talk. a different conversation than yeah. what we're going to have if Absolutely. you're just coming to me when you're mad. And you're totally correct because it is a you do spend a part of your time trying to educate people on. Yes. Here's what the process was to get to this yes. point. 
and it's funny too and, and Callie kind of said it earlier and it's the same way in education and, and, and any any public service type idea a lot of times I think people think there was no process that just yeah. everybody yeah. walked in one day and we went yep we're gonna do this I think this will be good I think this will be good yeah. and it's a lot like you I know that you know we put in new field turf at Jennings County High School and it's beautiful and it's a great addition multi-use gonna, yes. gonna bring a lot of things and people were very upset with that at the end some were very upset with that. i shouldn't say people some were but what they didn't realize they're like you guys just decided this and did it now, it was three and four years yes. before yeah. that that we were having conversations that we yes. were taking bids that we were looking at and it's so funny to me now being on the principal side we did a, a remodel of our locker rooms just the colors i mean i yeah. i never thought someone was going to come in and say you need to pick the color of the bathroom partitions they come in multiple colors yeah. <laughs> and then they bring in the book and yeah there's about a million yeah. different yeah. shades yeah. of bathroom partitions i'm like i never thought about that yeah. being yeah. a thing but there's a ton all of planning of and process details. that goes into mm-hmm. all these well i mean just like you talk about you know like the park downtown the new park we didn't just decide yesterday oh you know let's go ahead and do that yeah i mean like yeah no, it that was, was a, a lot project it was a lot of planning and i mean like just all of it you know it, i mean and even just the initial is it going to be useful that i mean you've mm-hmm. got to get through all that before then you start the actual planning phase and designing phase and bids and then the actual part of you know building it so i mean like it is it, it takes a lot it, yeah it really does and and you know i'm going to use the billboards in the park as an example everything was done on time for the billboards not to be an issue and it still took 18 to 24 months to get the billboards finished afterwards for them to be removed People were mad at us going, why are you suing these guys over billboards? We're not. We didn't sue anybody over the billboards. They filed that we couldn't take them out because right of intimate domain, which was not what was used to have them removed. We didn't renew the contract. But in Mm -hmm. the course of that, people were mad at us going, you're wasting lawyer fees. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it just, and that's the thing. I mean, when you come to meetings, when you hear what's going on, most of the time you start to understand you why the questions. decision was yes. made before yes. you're mad about it. And I'll talk yeah. to anybody, and a lot of times I'll tell people, you know, I may not give you the answer you want to hear, but I'll give you an answer to the best of my knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's all you can ask for is be upfront and honest. And, and yeah. I, always, I tell people that in, in my job as an administrator all the time. I say, I will tell you two things. I said, I will either tell you I can't talk to you about that. And I said, if that's the case, that's the honest truth. Or if I say I don't know. It truly means I don't know. I said, I don't know when I say that doesn't mean I know all the answers behind the curtain and I'm not going to tell you. If that's the case, I will say I can't talk to you about that yet. But as soon as I can, I'll I'll fill you in or I'll say I don't know. And 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 people are always like, I really appreciate that. And I'm like, no, when I say I don't know, it means I don't have that answer. Don't yeah. don't read into it any other way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if I tell you I don't know, I'm going out looking for answers. Absolutely. Because I'm curious at that point because yes. I don't know. Right. Well, I'm going to ask you this. We're at uh, we're about 55 minutes in here on the episode, and uh, we've had a lot of fun. So I'm going to I'm going to leave it with this question: Why should any voter walk in and and mark Matt Nicholson's name for Seymour Mayor? Wow, what a question! <laughs> so I'm going to probably have to go with let's keep moving forward. Uh, I don't want to see a set on our hands. I was told several years ago by a, a former mayor, actually. He said, if, you're not, if a city's not moving forward, it's dying. We can't sit and wait. We can't form a committee about it. Yes, we can form a committee, but that <laughs> committee needs to be working. Mm-hmm. We've got to keep moving at least in a crawl towards a better tomorrow. 
and that's that's where I'm at. You know, I, I've put the homework in. I've earned the certifications. I've done that piece of it. But I want to see us keep going in a forward direction and progress. And I think that's a I think that's a great answer and a great point because you know I I think when you look at some of these cities that you know and not knocking them, I'm talking some of the major ones here in Indiana that you know Anderson, Indiana, mm-hmm. you know had relied so much on that manufacturing piece and some things happened there that couldn't have but you get complacent that it's always going to be this way things are going to be good yep you know and and i grew up in mitchell indiana just south of here you know carpenter buses was everything mitchell was known for and life was good and then all of a sudden carpenter closes up and leaves and i think we were everybody was kind of sitting around like Okay, that was never supposed to happen. That wasn't yeah. in the plans. Yeah. So continually trying to move forward, it doesn't mean that a blow like that's still not going to be a blow. It always is. It's always, right. Yeah, it's always going to be an impact, but we can lessen the third. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a, a huge point that you bring up there. And so I also ask you this, the last thing. I know I said the last question earlier, but. So you do a lot of last questions. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If someone wants to get involved in your campaign, wants to help support you, how can they do that? So Facebook, Matt Nicholson for Mayor, Seymour, Indiana. Or, yeah, it is Matt Nicholson for Mayor. Reach out to me there is probably the easiest way. I'll even throw my phone number out there, 812-528-6319. Give me a call, shoot me a text. I'm more than happy to get anybody involved. We've got a little something for everybody to do. Uh, you know, I laughed the other day because I had a campaign donor call me and go, hey, I want to buy T-shirts. Great. We got an idea of exactly about how many he wanted to buy. I threw it out to social media, and within 24 hours, I had 50 shirts. Wow. It was pretty impressive to go, okay, you know, I mean, we've just, the there's these shiny moments where you look around and go, this feels like I'm on the right path, so. Awesome. And we wish you the best of yes, luck. And, sure. and we are, you. we're, you know, honored to have you here in studio with yes. us, and I truly mean that. Um, when we started this whole thing, that was kind of the idea that we had is we wanted to talk to people that were chasing their passions and no yeah. matter what their passions were and, yeah. and get to hear them. And, and for me, being an educator, I always laugh that I love having people come on here that do things that I, I don't do and I don't mm-hmm. know the answers to. Like you just said, when you say, I don't know, I want to go find out. Well, when I don't know, I want to bring somebody in and we get the chance to sit down and talk to them. So it's really exciting for me to see your campaign and where you're headed. Um, and, you know, anytime we could do anything to help support you in that, we'd be happy to. I appreciate that, guys. Thanks for having me down. Yes, thank you. All right. And uh, everybody, uh, we will be back um, next week with a Shot of Crime podcast out of Indianapolis. They are a true crime podcast uh, that has started uh, about the last eight months. Um, and they're going to be down here in studio with us talking about the podcasting game and uh, a little true crime stuff, some of the stories they have looked up and researched. So uh, that'll be a Shot of Crime podcast if you want to go out and download them and favorite them. Um, it is a little bit adult theme, so if, you, if you're if you listening with the kids in the car, there may be some <laughs> words in there you want to want to mute. I don't listen to it with the boys in the car yeah. with me. Uh, just a, just a fair warning on that one, but it is a, it is a heck of a podcast. They do a great job of covering a lot of, uh, uh, especially Indiana specific, uh, true crimes and unsolved uh, crimes. So it's a pretty cool deal. So join us again next week for that and everybody have a great week. And remember, uh, to, uh, subscribe to us, uh, like rate, review us, follow us on Facebook. Um, we always appreciate the support. Have a great week.